Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this season, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every single goddamn page in a trio of adventure modules for TSR's Marvel Super Heroes RPG, starting with Adventure MT1, All This and World War II. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. All This and World War II was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today, having completed the cover and the inside cover, we reach the official page one of All This and World War II. This page is the contents, and let me tell you, this page makes me uncomfortable about myself as a podcaster. The reason is, uh, as you, the listener, will have noticed if you pay attention to episode titles at all, I try to give my episodes like meaningful, creative titles. I try to make them funny. They're not always funny. Generally speaking, my criteria are I want them to be clever. I want them to strike you as weird, but to be understandable after you listen to the episode. And I want them to generally jog your memory about which episode it is if you're looking for something in particular. It would be easier just to name today's episode, for example, page one, contents, week one. That's it. I wouldn't have to sit there staring at my screen and have my wife ask me, Hey, sounds like you're done with the podcast. Would you like to have a cup of tea? Maybe watch Bake Off now that you've escaped Audacity's grasp again for a few scant hours and have to say, no, sorry, the episode's done, but I need some kind of pun. I got to think of some kind of pun about bears. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't do anything else in life until I think of a pun about bears. And then my wife tries to help me think of a pun about bears. This happens quite a bit and it happens increasingly because it's hard to keep coming up with clever titles for things as evidenced on this page where we have titles for all the chapters in the book that have twice as much salt on them as the situation calls for. Allow me to read you the titles of the chapters in this book, redacted slightly to avoid spoilers. I want you to be able to be surprised by twists and turns in the plot to the greatest possible extent. So if a chapter title is a spoiler, then I'll redact it. Trust me, you're not missing anything. Chapter one, The Summons. Great start. Wonderful. Distinctive. Hmm. In the first chapter of my fantasy novel, My protagonist hears the call to adventure. What shall I call this chapter? Ah, the call to adventure. But yes, someone has to call you into a room to ask slash tell you to do the adventure. This is old-fashioned adventure design. They've got to summon you to the room to do that. Ergo, chapter one, the summons. Chapter two, the grand tour, which you have to admit sounds marginally more adventurous than the tour, which would be more accurate. Chapter three, trial by combat. Don't get your hopes up. This is not a trial, but it is a combat. But then again, most of these are combats. Chapter four, polite conversation. Here, the author is trying his hand at irony, at least based on the picture on that page. More on that much later. But suffice it to say that it is indeed a talking scene whose only real drama is the dramatic meta question of, as a player, am I going to do what a superhero would do to get information? Or am I going to do what a very strong red robot man who knows there are no consequences for his action would do to get information? Chapter 5, Blue Death, which sounds very imaginative and striking, but it's cheating because it's just a thing the author made up that's called Blue Death for no reason. It's like if a chapter of a YA novel were entitled The Blue Death, and then in the chapter the protagonist is like, what will I wear to the party tonight? Oh, I know, my favorite sweater, the one I call Blue Death. And then the reader just sighs. Move along. No death here, just more sweater shit. Chapter 6, Patrolling the Perimeter. I'm nitpicking, but I don't think I'd call what you're doing in this chapter patrolling. You're just walking around checking it out. But patrolling the perimeter is alliterative, and it sounds more exciting than chapter 6, Walking Around. Chapter 7, Kruptman's Revenge. Chapter 8, 
Fury is furious, which is fine, but like low-hanging fruit. This is a joke S.H.I.E.L.D. interns would make. Very banal. You should be holding a tray full of like lattes for the office when you make a joke like this. Chapter 9, Corruptman's Castle. Chapter 10, The Time Machine. Fortunately, there was an object in this scene that is inherently interesting, so that we could just use that for the chapter title. Chapter 11, Back to the Past. Ah, I see what you did there. You took the wordplay back to the future and you unwordplayed it into just a phrase. Well done. Chapter 12, Enter the Invaders. <laughs> Presumably meant to be read, Enter the Invaders. Like with that cadence, but it just says, Enter the Invaders. Like, yeah, you enter those invaders. See how they like it. Chapter 13, Redacted. Chapter 14, Frontal Assault, a.k.a. Chapter 14, It's Just a Fight. Chapter 15, Two If By Sea. I would have to go back and double check, but I think all this indicates is that there is water in this scene somewhere. Two If By Sea, just a meaningless phrase that has to do with water. Chapter 16, Red Skull Duggery. Okay, fine, that one's good. Chapter 18, Into Romania. Losing steam here. Chapter 19, Up the Mountain. Getting tired. Chapter 20, Best Laid Plans, which is kind of a literary style title for this chapter. If this were a Friends episode, it would be called The One Where I Fuck You Over Big Time. Chapter 21, Blood Curse. Chapter 22, Project Colon, Orion Rising. I gotta hand it to you, that's an exciting name. Maybe you should have got out with chapter 22, because chapter 23 is entitled The Big Battle. Come on, man, I know it's hard. I know it's hard, and you didn't have to do this at all. You could, have, you could have given prosaic titles to all of these, but you were determined to do a clever one for all 23 of them, plus the epilogue, except the big, the big battle is just the big battle. It's a, it's, a big, it's a big battle. I don't know this author very well, but based on the vibe that I'm getting, I feel like this was either like eight question marks in the manuscript until like five minutes before deadline, and then he was just like, fuck it, the big battle. Or the author was just under a serious misapprehension about how exciting the largeness of a fight is. I think both of these reads are plausible. Anyway, conveniently for the episode format, the dumbest thing on this page is the last chapter title, Epilogue. All's well that ends well. Fuck you and your pretentious little quote. Maybe I'm extra sensitive to this because I recently watched Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, which features the character of General Chang, who appears to be a feral Klingon raised in the wild, by an ancient earth compendium of Shakespeare quotations. That motherfucker won't shut up with quotes from Shakespeare that are only tenuously connected to the situation at hand. And he doesn't just say them, he delivers them. With a tone, and a look, and a context in dialogue. Where the words are the words, but the meaning can only be, look at this classy son of a bitch right here. Does everyone here remember that I know about Shakespeare? Gen when General Chang is about to get hit by a photon torpedo, like in flight, his last words are, to be or not to be. I was watching the movie. I raised my hand. I know this one. Not to be. You are about to be killed by a photon torpedo. If only Captain Kirk could have traveled back in time, Star Trek IV style, and killed Hamlet with a photon torpedo, he could have saved everybody a lot of time. But that wasn't really Hamlet's situation. Hamlet's situation didn't have anything to do with General Chang's situation here. I think what General Chang meant to say was, I will now die. But as those words passed through his linguistic and vocal functions in his mind, they were automatically passed through his internalized copy of Bartlett's compulsive fucking quotations, and he spouted out something, anything, that Shakespeare once said about death. I hate General Chang. Fuck General Chang. Or, to put it in terms he would understand, I bite my thumb at thee. 
General Chang. I bite my thumb at the, I bite my thumb at the author of this page. All's well that ends well. I think what you mean to say is the end. Is that what you're, this is the epilogue, which is the end of the story. And the player characters made it through, so clearly they survived. So in that sense, it ended well. I can't really express how pointless this is without giving a lot of detailed plot spoilers. But suffice it to say, this is a scenario where the player characters set out to do a thing and then they do it. And as a result, the world is neither better nor worse, but in fact, precisely as good as it was before. All's well that ends well. So that's the dumbest thing on this page. But I guess on a deeper level, what's bothering me is the fact that there are 24 chapter titles here. I know they were hard to write, and I'm certain that in the preceding four seasons of MDC, I have given an episode a title that is equally pretentious, off-base, and or not clever, and that knowledge makes me feel bad. But the fact that I have sinned has never and will never stop me from throwing stones. Join me tomorrow as we get a brief introduction to all this and World War II, and we encounter a wonderful pun whose life was cut tragically short on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact the show however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Podbean, Gmail, Instagram, etc., etc. This episode's theme music is Robinson's Grand Entry March, performed by the United States Air Force Concert Band. Thanks for listening.